0: This is the wake-up rundown from News Ten ABC. Good morning, everyone. Today is Wednesday, April third, and I'm Jess Burganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. Alright, so we've been watching that nor'easter as it continues to churn out more rain and even snow to New England. We have gotten very close to seeing it here, but we just get the cloud spray off of it. And so while we have a mostly cloudy morning. It is dry, but a heads up if you do have travel plans into eastern mass or headed into eastern Vermont, that's where you could see a little bit of that snow and rain, but it's more so towards Boston and New England upwards locally as we have that cloud cover this morning, it does get brighter throughout the day. You'll notice more sunshine already by noon and even better for that drive home from the office, where it at times can be mostly sunny. Temperatures today do warm to 57 degrees, but might I remind you, our focus today is the strong winds. We all have a wind advisory in effect from 2 PM to 10 PM, in effort of making sure we all know that that wind is going to be gusting 40, to 50 miles per hour at it's strongest. No matter where you are, you'll notice those winds really picking up later today at 20 to 30 miles per hour. But it's those gusts that can be especially concerning later on again when approaching near 50 miles per hour. Tonight under mostly clear skies, we fall back to 32 degrees and we still have those winds potentially gusting as strong as 40 miles per hour. And for Thursday, it is a brighter, cooler day A whole lot of sun tomorrow, but 48 degrees for a high and still winds above 30 miles per hour will make it even a little chillier come Friday. That's our messy day guys we will have some morning mixing of some snow and rain. Eventually it becomes rain in the capital region by Friday afternoon. But there's a good chance there's always that wintry mix or even just snow in higher elevation Friday and a high of only 43 degrees. That's gonna pack a punch. But knowing we brighten up for the weekend, we dry out and even warm to the 60s. That should time out perfectly for all the fun you're gonna have Saturday and Sunday. That's your updated storm tracker forecast. Here's today's top headlines. ALBANY POLICE ARRESTING ONE OF THEIR OWN YESTERDAY AFTER VIDEO RECORDINGS WERE RELEASED SHOWING THE
1: OFFICER Beating a man to the ground.
2: News and NBC's Lexi Nall joins us live now from Albany Police Department headquarters. And Lexi, what are we expecting to learn about this case today?
1: Well, Ryan, it's a possibility that we could learn a lot more. We still have not seen body camera footage from this incident, but police did review it as part of their internal investigation. So it's always a possibility that that could get released soon. But that is not the only video we have from this incident. A bystander did record the entire thing on her cell phone, and that did prompt the initial investigation. Stop! Stop. Stop, 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 stop. This is the video that was sent to a city official after the incident on March 16th. You can see several officers appear in the video, pepper spraying a man and throwing him to the ground. That's when a five-year veteran officer, Luke Deer, stepped in and began beating the man. In a press conference yesterday, Chief Hawkins explained what happened. He says about a dozen officers responded to early morning complaints of a loud party. They arrested several civilians and that's when things got physical.
3: Through a collaborative investigation between the DA's office and the Albany Police Department, it was determined that not only had Officer Deere violated departmental policies, but he had also committed criminal acts as well. THE CHIEF
1: GOES ON TO SAY THAT THOSE CRIMINAL ACTS INCLUDE BEATING THE MAN WITH HIS HANDS, LEAVING LACERATIONS AND POSSIBLE BRUISING ON HIS FACE. TWO OTHER OFFICERS INVOLVED WERE PLACED ON UNPAID LEAVE, AND THEY SAY MORE CHARGES COULD STILL BE FILED.
3: RIGHT NOW THEY ARE OFF ON on ADMINISTRATIVE uh, SUSPENSION, NOT WITHOUT PAY, BUT THERE IS A POSSIBILITY THAT IT COULD WIDEN and, AND IT COULD TURN INTO A CRIMINAL INVESTIGATION AS WELL WITH THOSE.
1: And while those officers are now facing additional charges, the charges against the partygoers who were initially arrested are now expected to be dropped. Those dismissal proceedings beginning this morning in Albany City Court.
2: In the news today, new details in the investigation into Nexium, a guilty plea from one of the co-defendants, Lauren Salzman, has been released. She pleaded guilty last week to charges of racketeering related to her work for Nexium. And in that plea, she says she knew or should have known what she was doing was wrong. Salzman admits to furthering and promoting the objectives of Nexium's leader, Keith Ranieri, through extortion and intimidation. She also admits to being a part of that secret group, the alleged cult developed by Nexium members known as DOS.
0: Today's portion of the computer based state ELA testing has been postponed after many schools experienced testing delays yesterday and some concerns with computer glitches. The company that provides the testing service, Questar, says they have additional staff members deployed across the state proactively working to keep school districts informed, this after there were computer problems just last year. Now schools that take the paper version of the ELA state testing will continue that testing as normal, just to be clear for everyone.
4: The new hashtag movement spreading on social media, all in an effort to keep people safe when using ride sharing services like Uber and Lyft. The hashtag, what's my name? It urges people to ask their driver to tell them passenger's name. If they can't answer it, they're likely not your driver. And
2: happening today, the USS Slater on the Albany Riverfront, Officially opening for the season, the 22nd year for that ship. The only World War II destroyer escort still afloat in the U.S. Our Ben Ryan will be there live this morning with more on what to expect. It'll be open Wednesday through Sunday now through November. If you've never been aboard, it's awesome. And the team of volunteers that have restored her and give you the history and the guided tours are phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. You should check it out.
4: And the City of Albany looking for nominations for this year's Tulip Queen. The Tulip Festival, just a little more than a month away. The Tulip Queen and her four Tulip Court members are chosen by a committee of local leaders through an extensive interview process. Nominees must be between the ages of 18 and 24 and live in Albany County. Applications are due by Friday and can be submitted online. And a local favorite fall spot may soon have new owners. Gould's Orchards is up for sale. My parents used to come here all the time, bring us as
0: children. And we used to do a lot of apple picking here.
3: It's stories like these that gave Sue Gould Miller a couple of goals when it came to selling her family's orchard.
4: My goal was to get to 100 years.
3: She made that 100 years, and then nine more. But before she would sell, she had to meet one more goal, to sell to farmers. And that's where her neighbors came in. Over the last couple of years, two local brothers have made offers to buy the orchard.
4: Scott and Todd Seaburger, they're two brothers. They own something called Northeastern Apple Sales.
3: And the best part is, they're already farmers and own...
4: Pick your own farm in Cassville out in Oneida County.
3: That means the orchard will still be family owned. Sue says they plan to keep the orchard as it is, but...
4: I won't say that they bought the donut recipe, but they've made donuts and they know how to make donuts.
3: Sue's having an estate sale through Saturday for the things she can't take with her.
4: Quarter pack half-pack and full-pack baskets that I want to sell.
3: Along with old farm implements, tools, and of course, apples. And she says they will still be active at festivals selling their wine and hard ciders. The biggest change will be to the name. After 109 years, the Gould's Orchard sign will come down. In Castleton, Jeff Hunter, News 10, ABC.
5: there's a musical fairy godmother, and her name is Jill Rifkin. Always on the hunt to uncover all the treasures, aka musical instruments, that Capital Region residents have buried in their attics. She donates the gently used instrument she collects to schools and low-income students in the area. Brings them,
0: not only me, so much happiness, but they them a whole lot more.
5: It's, it's very rewarding, and I love doing it. As a volunteer for the Albany Symphony Vanguard, she's orchestrating the program out of her home.
0: I feel like I have to move out and the instruments can move in. We have gotten 33 instruments in the last month. Um, We can't use our dining room. If I want to have people for dinner, forget it.
5: It's taken up by instruments. During my visit, band teacher Scott Phelps stopping by with a mysterious message about free instruments.
0: There was a a note slipped under the door of my office that said that there was a lady named Jill Rifkin with a phone number who wanted to donate some instruments to the school. We generally do not have enough to go around in many places. Um, There's not that many kids who can afford to rent them from the store, so we provide them through the schools. And uh, many of our instruments are in disrepair and there's students playing on instruments that really aren't that great. And Anytime we can get our hands on nicer stuff, we try to get it into the hands of the kids.
5: And while it's clear to see the impact Jill is making, she doesn't miss a beat to tell you it's not about her. I've collected 153,
0: but the program did exist before I had anything
5: to do with it. So I, you know, I'm not the inventor of this, but I... I'm proud to do it. In Delmar, Cassie Hudson, News 10 ABC.
4: Do you enjoy starting the day with a wake-up rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and it makes sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or wake up with 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 430.